A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush Monday. Monday, Noel. It's Monday, but it's really not. Monday. Monday, Monday. I've been on a real Mamas and the Papas kick lately. Oh, man. It's every, good other stuff. every other day. Every other day. Every other day. It's fun. I love it, dude. I love the Mamas and the Papas. It's really, really, really great. Yeah. And, you know. I encourage if you're a fan of Mamas and the Papas, and I'm sure you do this, but get away. From, I mean, the hits are great, but get into those deep cuts. It's all good. All great. How you doing? All great <laughs> on a Monday. That's our version. Yeah, man. I I joined you in medius ray on that last one. That's a Latin term that means in the middle of, often used to describe when a story begins in the middle. So let's do opposite. Let's catch up now, which is okay. a, a week late okay. to the listener, but in real yeah. time for us. Yeah. How you doing, Noel? A little hungover, Chuck. Not going to lie. Oh, what's, uh, do tell. I mean, nothing much to tell. Just, you know. I had had uh, I got I've got got settled in my new place and had a couple friends over to check it out and got into some Jameson and some video games and uh, <laughs> the rest is history. What games did you play? You guys sat around and gamed. Uh, we oh my god! So uh, we played a little. We started off with a little Mario Kart, um, but then the batteries in my Wii Mote died. So I got I had just gotten this new game. A friend of mine recommended, it, and the name sounds ridiculous, but it's called Ultimate Chicken Horse, and it 
I, I don't know how to describe it, Chuck. You basically like you build these levels that are sort of like mini Mario levels where you, you have to go like platform from left to right to get across to from a from a start point to a goal. But you build these like obstacles you get to choose every like turn you and your opponent get to choose these pieces that you put in and as you fail or you both get to the end you keep having to add more pieces so every time it gets more and more complex and then some of them are traps and you get extra points if your opponent falls into one of the traps that you laid it sounds complicated but it's actually really simple (laughs) once you get the hang of it it is a delight and up to five people can play in the room at once and oh, also wow. play online um it is it's the design of it is really clever it's just a really really cool game uh, ultimate chicken horse could not recommend it highly enough all right uh well i'm on the countdown eight days and counting Noel till the last of us two comes out uh june 19th i saw that did you pre-order it are you a pre-orderer fuck yeah well i did for this um i'm generally not and i don't know i don't think i can in good conscience, dive right into it, unfortunately, because I've given so much of my life to uh, riding my horse around in Red Dead mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, to the uh, to the undelight of my wife and marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still sneaking up there and riding the horse a little bit every now and then. But you know how when you play a game like that and you play and play and then it gets to the point where you're like, eh, well, I'm even playing this anymore. That's when it's time to put it down. You know? It's not like bringing me yeah. a ton of joy anymore. It's sort of like the pers- when you when you get to where you're just pursuing leveling up and getting more guns like it kind of it's diminishing returns at that point for me. Well, you're also like you're past the game part. You've, you've beaten that yeah. already and maybe it's time to move on, but you're saying you need a little break, you need a little video game space to make the wife uh feel okay when you dive into a, a last of us yeah, rabbit hole yeah i don't think i could go straight into last of us 2 which will surely be very very engrossing it's not a game you're like yeah i'll play it a couple hours a week like those stories really draw you in you know i, I think i need to it wait does, a while I, I seem to remember the first one wasn't like a particularly long game though it's not like i mean it's like a good movie or a good tv series i feel like you can probably finish it in about Maybe eight hours, mm, 10 hours, nah, something like it that. It took a little longer than that. Okay, and, and it okay. was, you know, it was one of those games that was so good. I just kept back and going back and playing my favorite parts of it over and over again. Uh, yeah. It's gorgeous. The cutscenes alone yeah. are just beautifully uh, like when I don't want no spoilers, I guess, for a 10 year old video game. Um, but it's the part where they get to like a medical campus or something or oh, yeah. like a, a university, I guess. And it's all like it's over. It's it's where you first start to see really lush yeah. kind of uh, vegetation. And there's maybe there's animals. I can't remember, but it's definitely like sort of like an oasis. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. And there's it's it's, just, it's the spring. You know, it's by season. And I think right. that is when it goes to spring and they're on that big uh, it may be a hospital or university. And they they go out and they're the those all the zoo animals are out roaming wild again and there's giraffes and stuff just that's right roaming yeah. through the campus it's gorgeous mm-hmm. really really cool and this yeah, one's gonna wait. look even and, better 
I'm sure they've certainly taken their time on it. Yeah. Um, and it's from the perspective. I mean, it's set up perfectly in the first one. No, no spoilers at all. Uh, I will just say it's set up perfectly. The main character in this one, I believe, is now an adult who was the uh, young yeah. girl in the first game. Ellie's older. And I just saw a little trailer for it where she's like playing guitar, uh, kind of blues guitar or something. Um, and it just looks awesome. I'm excited about it, too. Yeah. Can't wait. Did you pre-order? Are you a pre-orderer? I am not a pre-orderer. Okay. I saw that online the uh there's like a couple of different special editions that are sold out already. Like you can't even get those. So I don't know what, what is in that, but I just bought the regular. I know we're not a gaming podcast, but it's really quick. You know how we uh sorry, not we Nintendo switches are like impossible to get right now. Did not know that. Because that animal so Animal Crossing, that game that came out right when COVID hit, uh-huh. kind of became a lot of people's like normalcy simulator. You know, people really disappeared into this. It's like it's one of these games where you can like you make your own island and you can visit your friends islands and you, you know, farm for carrots and do shit like, you know, decorate your house and do little things like that. And it's a real social thing. Like you, you build your own little area and then you can go visit your friends and do stuff together. Um, and the switch just what you could get one like they they screwed up their supply chain or there was issues in china i think with some of the parts because of covid but also i think they just didn't see the massive groundswell of popularity coming around it so you can't get one uh they sell out instantly when you get one when you even find them online and my kid really wants one real bad and she's been so helpful with my move and it's just you know this has been hard on her all of this and i just kind of was almost taking it for granted because she's such a badass yeah and so i my, my friend gets notifications whenever they're in stock uh and he snagged one for me um yeah and, and surprised the, surprised the kid with it so sweet uh, really excited about that oh no that's great i was i'm glad that there's a good ending to that story because we were headed down a dark road there for a second <laughs> which which road <laughs> of, of disappointment for your daughter oh does no, no 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 it was something that she's been talking about forever and i i knew there were ways you just had to be ready and snag one and i just wasn't prepared to drop $400 on a video game system when I was in the middle of a move, which can be expensive, but now I'm settled and everything's paid up and I'm kind of like, okay, she deserves it. Nice. She did a good job. It's a good job, man. Good dad. Good dadding. Uh, okay. And by the way, someone uh, on the movie crushers page recommended that they follow you on Instagram, that they love your Instagram feed because it's you and your daughter having fun. And it just says it makes them feel good. So what is your handle again, Noel? I saw that, Chuck, and it made me feel like a million bucks, and I actually shared that with Eden and her mom, uh, and they were really tickled by it. It was really sweet. My Instagram handle is at Brown. All right. I, I need to get on Instagram. I keep saying that. Should I, should I do I'll think maybe I'll do it personally and not for a movie crush. But maybe I'll just... Do it personally. That's the way to go. No. I mean, that's the thing, man. People don't follow, like, podcast pages. People don't follow, like, movie account pages that are like set up for promotion people like to follow people okay and when they actually post real stuff that's going on in their life i think you get a kick out of it it's it's also good for just looking at news and seeing and like you can follow artists and follow stuff you like and it's it's a, it's a little bit of a, a different animal than facebook and i've really kind of used it exclusively i barely even check facebook which is why it took me so long to see that lovely post all right well i'm gonna get on instagram everyone and i'm gonna Maybe just tell the movie crushers about it and it'll sort of be our little secret. How about that? Awesome. And I'll, you know, post movie stuff and I'll also post some goddamn selfies. (laughs) Do it, bro. (laughs)
I'm anti-Sylvia. Smash. People are interested in the beard uh, progress, so maybe that'll just be sort of a diary of that. I mean, you're kind of there, dude. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, it's an official real beard now. It's it's gone yeah, from yeah. stubble to hair, but it's but yeah. it's still very short. It's not like long or anything. Did it get grayer, Chuck, since you shaved it, or is that just nah, uh, it's just no? Yeah. It's about the same. Yeah, it's the same. Mine is getting grayer. Like uh, the, the the area in it that used to be kind of red. I used to have a little area, kind of speckles of red. Yeah, uh, it's all gray now. Yeah. All gray. It happens, Noel. We age. I'm about to be. I'm about to be 37. I'm at that age too, where I kind of forgot. I asked. I asked, asked uh, my my girlfriend. I was like, uh, "Am I about to be 36 or 37?" You do the math for me. She's like, "You're definitely 37." I'm like, "God damn it, girlfriend, Noel. Why haven't we heard about this?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I've, been, yeah. I've been seeing somebody during all of this COVID stuff. It's somebody who I've always been really good friends with and um, known for quite a long time and uh, kind of dated on and off a few times. And it just kind of clicked uh, this right. time. We sort of were in each we, we We decided to be pod buddies, you know, during all this and just kind of happened organically. And um, she's really been there for me and had my back. And um, helped me with the move and, you know, just, I don't know, just a really supportive, kind, lovely person and um, really, you know, happy to, interested to see where it goes. Great, Noel. We we love following the ups and downs and the travails of your personal love life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, buddy. Me too. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we've wasted 11 minutes. We need to get down to movie business. I asked the crushers here, uh, best on-screen chemistry, like in a sexy way. Not, you know, oh, they were so great as buddies. I'm talking about, you know, big time on-screen chemistry to where you think they were clearly doing it in real life. So you're not talking about movies about chemistry. No. Like <laughs> A Beautiful Mind or something. <laughs> it's not about chemistry, but sure. Okay. All right. Uh, and we're going to start it off with Jack Colin Ciron, Painted Veil, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Naomi Watts and Edward Norton. Uh, oh, okay. He says Painted Veil is one of my all-time favorite romantic movies, but Naomi Watts and Edward Norton had a weirdly better connection in Birdman. And then he also mentions uh, Naomi Watts and Laura Herring in Mulholland Drive. Ooh, a hacha hacha. That was certainly a steamy scene, Noel. One of the steamiest, Chuck. <laughs> One of the steamiest. It's a standout. It fogs up your glasses just watching it. <laughs> uh, I remember seeing that movie in the theater and just being like, oh, dear. Oh, oh, am am I? I? <laughs> <laughs> there are people all around me. This is uncomfortable. Oh. Yes. Uh, Tanya Boyd says definitely. Hey, how do you think I felt? I saw it with my mom. <laughs> oh, God. You know? Holy shit. Did you really? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. No, I, I didn't. But I do remember the first time I saw a sex scene uh, in a movie, I was with my mom. It was the movie Mad Dog and Glory mm-hmm, sure. with uh, Robert Uma. De Niro and uh, young Uma Thurman or whatever. And I, I just remember I was visiting my mom on one of her opera things, uh, opera gigs. And we went and saw that, and it's got some full frontal and some Ooh, sexy stuff in it. Wow. And I was very, very little, and it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> As it should. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> What's next? Uh, Tanya Boyd says, definitely The Notebook. And also McAvoy and Kira Knightley in Atonement. And she got a bunch of, Teresa Barker was like, oh, yes, whoa, Atonement, smoking. Uh, Marie Dobrian also says Atonement. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Atonement, but it sounds like some pretty sizzling stuff there. Uh, let me see here. Tina. Oh, boy. Goodness. I don't know how to pronounce your More last like name. More like a bone mint. Am I right? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. I, had, I, I could not. You know, I'll do what, what Ruby does to me. Oh, no. Oh, no. You silly, silly boy. I'd say about 10 times a day I hear. Oh, daddy. <laughs> uh, by the way she has the sweetest little voice it warms my heart every time she kind of creeps into the room uh, it's this the sweetest thing yeah dude you know you get a little older daughter and you miss that squeaky little four-year-old voice 
I know, but I have the best of both worlds, Chuck, because Eden has a little sister, and I'm Uncle Noel. That's right. And I get all the benefits of that cute shit and having fun and hanging out. Now I only live a mile away from them. <laughs> and you don't have to I be don't dad. You don't have to do any of the dad stuff. <laughs> That's great. It's a win win. That is a total win win. I need a neighbor with a baby. Yeah. A neighbor uh, with a baby. A bunch of people are having babies now. Um, you know, Paul Schneider just had a baby, and former guest Matt Bronger uh, just announced he was having a baby, and former guest Hari Kondabolu just announced they were having a baby. So it's happening, everyone. Congratulations mm-hmm. to be a lot of There's going to be a lot of COVID babies, too, like from this uh, shut-in situation. There could be. Another right. baby boom. Yep. Uh, let me see here. Tina, I cannot pronounce your last name. I'm not even going to try. I'm sorry, Tina. But she says Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook. Totally great chemistry in that movie. Agreed. I mean, that was a big part of the what made the movie work. Yeah, and it's one of those, and Cooper did that too, and I know there's a few votes for uh, he and Lady Gaga. Uh, he has a way of getting this chemistry to where you think like, man, are they really in love? But it's just good acting is what it is, Noel. He's not really in I love. Agree. At least I don't think he is. I, I would be surprised if this doesn't make the list because it's, it's kind of infamous, but... Uh, the movie Don't Look Now um, with uh, Donald Sutherland yeah. and uh, whomever his Was lady it Julie Christie, uh, I want to say? Co-host, co-star. I think you're right. Um, but there is has been talk for years that the scene uh, oh, that, of their lovemaking in the movie is unsimulated. Yes. Was that Julie Christie? I don't think it was. I might have gotten that wrong. Let's see. It was. Don't Look Now. Don't Look Now, starring Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. Okay. You nailed it. Have you seen that? Yeah. Good, weird, God, disturbing movie. (laughs) It sure is. And it's like, I don't know, it's one of those movies, I think we've talked about this before, like, it reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Hereditary in that it sort of is about grief and sort of like almost makes grief into like this this demon like this kind of like monstrosity of how it can just like absolutely you know uh devour you and and uh, overtake your entire life yeah good movie highly recommended uh let me see here jesse cole says uh juliet benotion daniel day lewis and lena olin and the unbearable lightness of being that's right that was a good old-fashioned threesome if i remember correctly oh my gosh remember uh remember wild things chuck do I? With uh, <laughs> Nev <Richardson>. Campbell and <laughs> Denise Richards. That was sure. a, Matt Dillon. That was a steamy, <laughs> steamy little tryst. Yeah. And you know what? That was a that's a bit of a guilty pleasure. That was a decent little uh, little pulpy thriller mystery type of thing. Not bad. Yeah. Was it was it Kevin Bacon in that, too? Did I make that up? No, Bacon was in it. Bacon's in it. There was a side of bacon. There was a, there was, <laughs> gotta have a side of bacon. Uh, there, there was kind of a golden time in those days in the '90s for like erotic mm-hmm. kind of thrillers, you know? Yeah, Ma- totally. possibly all jumped off by Basic Instinct, maybe because that was did 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 so well. It just was such a smash hit. Uh, yeah, Fatal Attraction, Basic Basic Instinct. Uh, Sharon Stone was in a couple of those. Uh, she had that other one too that was pretty pretty steamy. What about Body of Evidence, where uh, Madonna pours oh, yeah, candle yeah. wax over uh, over uh, Defoe. Willem Dafoe's <laughs> nips, over his Dafoe's wax the nips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Benita Hummel says Timothy Chalamet and uh, Army Hammer and Call Me by Your Name. 
Yeah, totally. Great chemistry. 1000%. That's one that I missed. Uh, no, it, people really, really, really love it. And uh, really into that director. He did the Suspiria remake, reboot, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. which was fucking weird and awesome. Uh, really interesting choice too to go from a movie like a simple kind of love story movie like that to yeah. this like total crazy demonic you know existential horror yeah thing. absolutely and since we're going down that road I'll go ahead and throw in uh, Brokeback Mountain great chemistry there and a very moving uh, emotional romantic film one of my faves sure good stuff uh, let me see here Megan Carroll one of our oldest friends says you gotta go classic and say Lauren Bacall and uh, Bogey and to have and have not. They were falling in love on yeah. set at the time. Yeah, that is that true? That's what she says. You know and I believe it. You yeah. know, they they uh that's the deal with the notebook too. Like when people are really falling in love, uh, that that comes across on screen. It's hard, it's undeniable. Uh to have and to have not came up in a recent episode that isn't is maybe out by the it'll be out by the time this is out, but a ridiculous history about the history of the cat call, mm. uh, aka the wolf whistle. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is like wee woo, you know, where you uh-huh. like whistle at a at a pretty lady. And it used to be really charming and cute and just good fun, and now obviously it's utterly sexual harassment. But uh it, a lot of its popularity came from a scene in uh that movie where Lauren Bacall says any time you need me just whistle Mm -hmm. you don't know you do know how to whistle don't you you just put your lips together and blow (laughs) oh no she she walks out and he he does the wolf whistle he does the wee wee yeah different time Uh, and I don't know if it was ever cute and fun I think it was just uh, a society that had to put up with that kind of thing Megan St. Clair Campbell says Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds and singing in the rain always makes my heart go pitter pat uh, yeah, that is one that has been on my list for a long time, Chuck. I think it's time. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. You're kind of you're, weren't we kind of in the same boat that we both sort of agreed we need yeah. to dig into more of those types of classics. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see here. Lydia Pelser says Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. Uh, chemistry is very uh, something really special. I agree, and I, I wouldn't say in a s- sexy way, but. They danced around it, you know. It definitely had that will they or won't they thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I think the movie is much better off because uh, they did not hook up. That's great. That's one of my favorites. I just think it's so magical. Such yeah, a good soundtrack, too. It's everything about that movie just really nails it. Uh, Alan Crabtree says Ethan Hawke and Delpy in the Before Trilogy. Thousand percent, my friend. Mm-hmm. Great, great chemistry. You always speak really highly of those, and I have not seen a one of them. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Alexis Taylor Ackridge says, Jennifer Gray and Swayze and Dirty Dancing, no matter how old you are, how many times you've watched it, you cannot get sick of watching this iconic duo dominate the dance floor. Wow. Nice alliteration. Uh, Apparently they had the the time of their lives. Oh, no. Just get out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Phil, I'll go. Phil Yates as Joan Wilder and Jack Colton in Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Still a great movie. Yeah, man. God, I love Where's Romancing the, the Stone. Names? Yes. Joan Wilder? Mm. And that is Kirk Douglas and... Uh, nope. <laughs> no, not Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael yes. Douglas. And Barbara Hershey. Nope. <laughs> Diane Keaton. Nope. 
Cataline Turner. Cataline Turner. Yes, yes, yes. With the, 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 the Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> Voice. Did you know that she voiced those? She voiced those uh, really? TV commercials. Yeah, Hidden Valley Ranch. That doesn't surprise me. She's got one of the great uh, sort of husky voices. Uh, let me get, see. Let's finish off with a couple here. Susie Parsons. Uh, I totally agree here, Susie. George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez in Out of Sight. Just undeniable chemistry. That trunk scene, man, gets me every time. Oh, here, Jimmy Rutherford says, Wild Things, Noel. Matt Dillon, Denise Richards, and Nev Campbell says, don't act like you don't know the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's not true that Kathleen Turner voiced Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh, commercials. really? It's one of those things I always told myself and just believed and been oh. repeating it for years. And it's just not so. So disappointing. It's just not true. Yeah. Oh, well. Bunch of votes for Cooper and Gaga. Cooper and Gaga. <laughs> so it's a good kids movie. Uh, what do you give their like, you know, couple like mashup name? Kuga? <laughs> sure. Kuga. Gaku? I think Kuga is better. Yeah, Kuga's good. All right. We're going to finish up here with uh, another Clooney from Simon Thomas, uh, George Clooney and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in One Fine Day, a movie I did not see. It's such a pleasant name for a movie. It just sounds like a real, just a real walk in the park. <laughs> One Fine Day. One fine. It sounds really dull is what I'm getting at. It just sounds like nothing really happens. It was just one fine day. All right, Noel, we're going to finish up with an edition of Noel's Holes. Not my holes. I just sounded like Don Pardo. Musical guest, Noel Brown. That's good. That's good. Not as good as Scott Ackerman's. This is great. This is quite good. I had a... uh, I had a Zoom call with him yesterday. With who? Ackerman? Yeah, about a little something, something. And um, he was doing uh, he was doing Will Arnett. And he just busted it out. And he was like, sorry, I, I never tried to do Will Arnett. And I was like, that was pretty good, actually, for just off the cuff. Good stuff. So jealous of your Zoom calls with Scott Ackerman. I took screenshots. You want to see him? Yeah. I'll send you one. He's got uh, quarantine hair in the best way. I bet. You know, there are two versions of quarantine hair for dudes. Uh, it's, and I guess for ladies, depending on how you like to do your hair. Uh, it, it's right. shaved, which is what I did. Or it's just mm-hmm. really getting out of hand, which is what his is doing. It's pretty great. Awesome. Uh, my daughter helped. I, you know, I have like an undercut kind of hipster haircut that I have not been properly maintaining. And it, uh, it was really out of control and I haven't cut the top yet. It's getting borderline like long, long. You can't see it now cause I'm wearing a hat, but Eden, uh, did a really great job in just doing, touching up my undercut. Oh, nice. With, uh, yeah, she's, she's, I, I think I've talked about it on the show. She's really into cosplay and like wigs and, you know, doing all these like crazy anime costumes. And she actually styles her wigs where she'll like cut the bangs and oh, like, sure. do them up in different that's hairdos. Cool. So, uh, I felt like I was in good hands. She's a true individual and all, and that's the best thing that you can ask for as a parent. Oh, I think. She's the absolute best. Uh, someone posted that picture from your Insta, I guess, from when you had the long <laughs> hair, dude. And that was like, yeah. you looked like 
someone in a 60s acid rock metal type of band. It was pretty great. Well, I was I looked was very authentic. That, that was the whole that was the 2009 versus 2019 thing. So if you page over, you saw me in 2019. That okay. was the whole point of that. I didn't just post it for no good reason. But yeah, man, I was in I was in bands and I had long hair and I was a real acid rock stoner kid. Yeah, not like now. Now I'm an acid rock stoner adult. There you go. All right, Noel, we're going to go Noel's Holes, and this is Fantasy Movie Edition. So this is probably up your alley, my friend. And I've got my score sheet ready. Got my abacus out. And we're going to start out with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that on a plane. All right. It was uh, was fine. Okay. It was fine. Number two, Noel. A little movie from the 80s called Legend with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I thought you were, were going to go there. Yeah, it's great. Uh, an- another Tim Curry in unrecognizable makeup uh, roles where he plays like, is he supposed to be the devil? Is Does he have another name? He just he looks like. Oh, is know, that Tim devil. Curry? That's Tim Curry. Okay, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I think you're going to do quite well on this, by the way, Noel. All right. Uh, number three, a movie, the original Pete's Dragon. The animated film. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I almost want to say no, just because I I probably saw it when I was a kid. That counts, right? I mean, I definitely saw it when I was a kid. If you saw it, you saw it. I, I just can't remember much about it's it. It's okay. Uh, other than there's an animated dragon and the kid, and he's named Pete, and the dragon is in danger in some way. I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I'm sure I saw it all the way through when I was a kid. Okay, I'll count that. Uh, number four, a little movie also from the 80s. Uh, called Willow. Oh yeah, yeah, with Warwick Davis, and mm-hmm. that was a uh, um, was Ron Howard Opie right? movie. Opie, Opie directed that. <laughs> little, yeah. little Opie Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> no, you're gonna sweep this one, buddy. Number five, The Dark Crystal. Totally, and need to get to that reboot that that that's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, that looks amazing. They used all the same practical type effects and, you know, puppets and all that stuff, and it just looked great. All right. No, what if you get 100%? Has that ever happened? No, of course not. It's never well, happened with anybody. Not. Well, because... Oh, God. Th- I mean, Wait a minute. Have you been probing other people's holes? Yeah, I did, uh, did this with Emily. I did this with Josh. Josh is very nervous, by the way. It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, cool. Because <laughs> he did not want to get below 50% that threshold. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I think he equalized it at the very end, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, need to, I need to go back and listen to that one. That Annie, like- uh, Annie and I did this, but uh, I renamed it for Annie, of course, uh, to movies Annie has not seen or something like that. And I In think a burst of creativity. I did this with Hodgman, too, right? Didn't we? Yeah. Mm. Oh, we did do it together with Hodgman. That's right. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. Other holes are deserve to be filled as well. It's not just about your no- holes, Noel. Well, but mine is the only one that rhymes, Chuck. <laughs> That's true. So let us plow forth. All right, plow forth. The next one is a little movie starring the governator called Conan the Barbarian. You know what, Chuck? I've seen The Destroyer, Aha! but I don't think I've seen The Barbarian. All right, so you saw the sequel and not the original. Fair enough. Yeah, but like that's the one with James Earl Jones in it, right? Isn't he in the the original, the, Bar- the Barbarian? I think so. I think the the destroyer was uh, Wilt Chamberlain, right? 
Yeah, and and also Grace Jones is in it. Sure. Um, it's crazy cast. that I've I've seen the Destroyer like a ton. I've seen I must have seen it at least like ten times over the years. Yeah. And I've never seen the Barbarian. All right. Wonder why that is. I don't know. It's a hole. Uh, number seven, Mystery. Noel. The Neverending Story Two. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched it really recently. It is bad. Is it? Uh, it's so bad. It just, it doesn't have, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's still German. Like, you know, the, the never new story was directed by Wolfgang Peterson, I believe. Oh, really? And it was all shot around Germany. And, um, I, I may have mentioned I was born in Germany and they're actually, it's still around is a never ending story. Kind of, you couldn't really call it a theme park. It's not enough stuff to actually be a theme park, but there's like, a you know, some exhibits with like the costumes and like some of the animatronic things. But there is a really cool attraction where you can ride on Falcor, the luck dragon, and they like blow a fan through your hair and there's a green screen and you get a VHS of yourself riding the dragon. And I did it. And I really wish I had that VHS. I really wish that existed. That would be something that would be fun to have. But alas, it is lost to time. Yeah, man, I've got some old VHSs of my life that I wish existed, too. I did a. I might still have this actually. I need to check it out. I did an audition tape for the real the real world MTV. Uh, what? When I was in college, it it first, uh, when it first started out, I watched that show and I did an audition tape, which was a uh, my brother and I did it. Of course, we didn't do a straight up thing. We did a little mini real world episode about my life in Athens. And kind of cut it so, together. So you, you you would have been in London, perhaps. So, uh, that was one of the first seasons. I think it was the London one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it was. That would have been cool. Those first few seasons of that show was pretty good, actually. Before it got to be, you know, before reality TV parody of itself caught up with it. Yeah. yeah. I remember the London one had this guy who was this like total punk rock guy, and he was in this band, and he like sent a pig's heart to his girlfriend like he you know like, he, like broke his heart and had like a nail through it or some shit like that like super goth kind of i don't know i remember that one i remember do puck everybody loves sure puck. that was uh san francisco right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. he was a real asshole um <laughs> he was kind of an asshole uh it's funny when it came out i'll have to look it up because i don't remember if it was london i think it was london one of the guys they cast um, was like, I remember thinking at the time, at least like, Hey, that's, that's me. Like, why didn't they cast me? He was kind of <laughs> like this sort of nice English major guy or something like that. And I was like, that, you know, that could have been me, Noel. I could have been famous. What do you mean cast? Chuck, I don't understand. I thought these were just friends that lived together in a house. <laughs> cast. Number eight, Noel. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> is a movie starring Tim Robbins called Eric the Viking. Oh, shit. No. It, it, and doesn't it have something to do with one of the Monty Python guys? Yes. Didn't, uh, was it Eric Idle or no? Uh, I can't remember, but I definitely. No, I, I, only, I only just recently discovered that this even existed. And it looks hilarious. And I obviously love the, the Pythons, but I have not seen that. No. Dang it. That's all right. I'm letting myself down here. Chuck. Yeah, it was uh, Terry Jones, written and directed by Terry Jones. Terry Jones. That's right. Good movie. All right. That's a no. You're still going to sweep. They're not sweet, but you're doing very well. Uh, number nine in that same vein, Noel, Time Bandits. Yes. The uh, Terry Gilliam 
delightful time travel movie uh, with wizards and dwarves and kids <laughs> adventuring. I knew you saw that one. Uh, number 10, mm-hmm. Noel, a little movie called The Lord of the Rings, 1978 animated. Yes, that's the one with the, is that, wait. That's the original uh, Lord of the Rings. Re- yeah, is it? Hold on. Yeah, no, but who, who's the animation team? It's not Ralph Bakshi, is it? No. Hold on. Lord. It's got that weird rotoscoping stuff for like the ring wraiths that sort of they look, look kind of like people. Mm-hmm. But like silhouettes, kind of. It's sort of a little, doesn't age very well. Lord of the Rings animated. It was, in fact. Who's the. Oh, Ralph, Ralph Bakshi. Yes, Ralph Bakshi did that. Was it? Who did, who did like Fritz the Cat and, uh, you know, Heavy Traffic and obviously Cool World, which is. Uh, anyway, a lot of his movies didn't translate well to the screen. He's a really interesting animator, um, but a lot of his movies just didn't. He, uh, something went went awry. But yeah, Lord of the Rings is pretty fun. I, I really remember The Hobbit way better, and 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 have much more of a, uh, you know, that's kind of the the movie that I grew up watching was The Hobbit with like the songs and stuff. But yeah, I've definitely seen the seventy eight Lord of the Rings animated film. All right, that's a yes then. Uh, Noel, we're going to go ahead and go with The Hobbit, 1978 animated. Same year, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I love that one. Here, you want to hear my impression of the singing guy? The greatest adventure is what lies ahead. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta do your, you gotta do your throat, you know, to uh-huh. get that waver, get that quaver. Yeah. Uh, Today <laughs> and tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. Uh, number 19. Well, no, I'm skipping around now. Um, an animated movie called heavy metal. No. Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw animated boobs, Chuck. That's right. It blew my mind, but not the last. Am I right? Not the last. <laughs> no, sir. It's actually really funny. Uh, my, my dad was a choir director at a church and, um, the organist of the church, her husband, uh, was really into anime and like, you know, Akira and all that kind of stuff and t- turned me on to some of that when I was way too young and like, they didn't have kids. And I don't know if he just didn't, un- didn't realize that this stuff was not appropriate for me at all, but he lent me heavy metal on VHS when I was like, 11 or something. Uh, it's just very strange. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Noel, we're mo- and you know what? I just realized my personal clock is ticking, so let's get through these last okay. ones. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, number 11 on my list here uh, is actually number 13 because I'm going out of order now. The Kid Who Would Be King. I don't know this one, no. Okay, it's a no. A little movie from the 80s, Noel, called The Beastmaster. Yes, yes. It's been a long time, but yes. Okay, you're killing it. Fantasy movies, Noel. That's your that's your strong point. I like it. I like a good fantasy movie. Uh, the next one on the list is another movie from, I believe, the eighties called Red Sonia. I have not seen Red Sonia. Okay, Schwarzenegger in that? Is, uh, is, no, I think it was Schwarzenegger's wife at the time. Wasn't he married to her? I don't know. Bridget. Uh, oh, wait, is it Bridget Nielsen? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think they were married. No. But, but she was on one of those uh, reality type shows and and fell in love with Flava Flav. They had a real thing going on. Uh, Arnie was in that movie, the, actually. The surreal life. Yeah. He played right. Conan. So. Or Conan. Wait, that's a, that's another Conan movie. Well, it's it's she is the central figure, but I believe he makes an appearance or is in it. I never I never quite realized yeah. that. Interesting. All right. Nope. I haven't seen Red Song. Uh, the next one, Noel, starring the Incredible Hulk, a movie called Hercules. 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 Mm-mm. No. That's a no. Mm. What do you mean starring what do you mean starring the Incredible Hulk? You mean like Lou Ferrigno? That's right. I have not seen it. Okay. The next one, Noel. A movie called The Sword and the Sorcerer. 
Dang it, Chuck. You're killing me. No. All right. These are all from the 80s. I know, man. Come on. <laughs> but I, I, that was a golden time for it was. fantasy. Yeah. Uh, another one from that era, Noel, called Dragonheart. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Is that the one with... Uh, yeah. Isn't isn't Sean Connery the voice of the dragon? Uh, is Dennis Quaid in that? It is Sean Connery. Okay, Dennis Quaid, your buddy. Yeah. All right, you win. That's not from the 80s, though. That's from 96. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was way off on that. I remember seeing that in the theater. Hey, kiddo, you smell like peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk louder, you know. Uh, I heard that. All right, Noel, we're going to go with, there's two more, and you have, I think, right. locked it up at this point. Uh, oh, good. A great, great movie with Matthew Broderick and Michelle Pfeiffer called Lady Hawk. Rutger Hauer. Mm-mm. No? I've never seen Lady Hawk. Nope. Okay. 10, 15, 15, 17. I'm missing one somehow. I'll go ahead and put that in the yes category. Uh, and then finally, Noel, a movie called Dragon Slayer. Also, I believe, from the 80s. I I wish I could say yes, but I have not seen Dragon Slayer. I really tanked it here at the end, didn't I? Chuck? You did, Noel, but by my count, you won 11 to 9. It was much closer than I thought. You kind of swept the early part and then uh, went downhill there at the end. But it all worked out to for be you. Fair, you got you got a little obscure here there at the end, Chuck. Dragon Slayer, 1981. I've never even heard of this movie. That was a big uh, That was a big movie for a guy my age. Peter McNichol? Yeah. Who is that? Peter McNichol was a, a teen heartthrob. Oh, yes. I recognize him. What was he in when he was younger? Well, he was, he's that... Christy McNichol's brother. Oh, okay. He was in Sophie's Choice. He was in Ally McBeal. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that qualifies him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, are you laughing at my Ally McBeal joke? <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, that's all the time that I have because I got to get on out of here and do an errand. Okay. And we are going to leave you with Ruby saying goodbye. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you, Noel. Bye. See you too, Noel. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.